The following podcast is brought to you by Love Chatham, providing help for the homeless and hungry in the name of Jesus for those in and around Chatham County, North Carolina at chathamhomeless.org. It's day 34. One more day this week of Amen, Brother Ben. Summer in the Psalms. We're in Psalm 105 and 106 today. Yep, it's the podcast that keeps you closer to God and acting like Jesus. Amenben.com is the website that just basically puts you to our anchor page where you can see of where we can get all the podcasty stuff. Um, also, Pastor Ben at lovesiler.com if you want to email me. So one, Psalm 106 is where we're going to kind of nestle in here for a minute. Psalm 105 and 106 is on your reading schedule if you're following along with us throughout this series and uh, this is this this is a journey. This is a uh, this is a whole journey for Psalm 106 um, because it does an interesting thing. It calls us to worship, like many of the Psalms do, but then it tells a, a, a kind of a narrative story. It recaps the history of what all God has done because you know we just talked in the last episode about how we shouldn't forget. And even these Psalms talk a little bit about how we shouldn't forget what God has done. Let's remember the things that God has done for us so it will humble us and it will glorify him. Um, but 106 is, is, I'm not gonna read the whole Psalm. It's 48 verses. So it's one of the longer Psalms uh, that we've dealt with so far. Although it's certainly not the longest, but I find it interesting. So it bookends, let's get a little nerdy for a second. The whole Psalm is bookended with praise. It starts off saying, praise the Lord, give thanks for the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. And then of course it ends saying, praise the Lord, the God of Israel who lives from everlasting to everlasting. Let all the people say, amen. Praise the Lord. Just kind of a good, you know, all right, we're bringing this back, bring it, circling it back around because throughout those 48 verses, it goes through a lot of the stuff that God had done for his people at that point. Um, and there's some interesting verses as we tend to notice. They sometimes, again, seem out of place, but whenever you see verses like that in a Psalm out of place, they're put there for a reason. It's not like a squirrel moment where they're chasing a rabbit. Um, I don't put those things. I know squirrels don't really chase rabbits, but you know what I mean? Like, like from up, like squirrel, get distracted. Yeah. And another way is chasing rabbits. I just, I just realized I said that like squirrels chase rabbits. I don't, whatever they might. I don't know. I don't know about things. Anyway, verse three says this. There is joy for those who, so we're, we're praising him. In fact, the, the verse before says, who can praise him enough? And then they go, so there is joy for those who deal justly with others and always do what is right. So you're like, wait, wait, what? Well, I thought we were praising him. Yes, but we are also praising him for the fact that there is joy that comes when we live accordingly, when we do what's right. There's a certain amount of joy for that. So that's, I know it seems random, but apparently the psalmist wants us to know that. Uh, and that's a part of his worship. Verse six uh, has some confession in there. Again, let me, let's, 
He's asking God for things. He's praising God and describing God. And then he says this, like our ancestors, we have sinned. We have done wrong. We have acted wickedly and, and went on to talk about what they did coming out of Egypt. And again, part of our worship is confession. It's another reminder. I know we've dealt with that before. But verse six is confession. Smack dab in the middle of this story and, and, and worship. And, but here's the verse that gets me. And this is where I, what I want to kind of center around because what, what, my, my friend and, and pastor uh, told me one time, he said, people do what they want to do. Like when it comes down to it, people do what they want to do. Now, I know there are certain, you know, like if I wanted to play in the NBA, I don't do what I want to do. That That's probably not going to happen, even if I wanted it real bad. But for the most part, people in life do what we really want to do. If we really want it, we are going to make it happen. And so there's a lot of people that say, man, I really wish I could have done that. I really wanted to do that, but I didn't. Well, there might have been a part of you that wanted to do it. And I have to be honest, I say this type of junk myself. And I... and. When I do, I hear it coming out of my mouth, and the Holy Spirit's like, really, dude, you, you're just getting on somebody about this. But, oh, I really wanted to see that. I really wanted to, I really want to get in shape. Well, then why is your fat butt on the couch right now? Why did you sleep in this morning? Oh, I guess I really didn't want to do that as much as I thought. I also, in the same vein, started to understand heaven and hell a little bit better when I heard, I don't know if it was my same pastor and friend, or if it was another pastor that said this first, but I, you, you hear people go, oh, well, hell's not fair. Hell, hell is mean. Hell is the means that God's just the bad God who would punish someone like that. When hell is really just giving people what they ask for. Verse 15 says, talks about how quick, well, verse 13 is talking about how we forget how we chased our desires, we tested God's patience. So verse 15 says, so he gave them what they asked for, but he sent a plague along with it. So many times we are sitting in the, it's, it's not consequences that we didn't necessarily want. It's what we asked for. It's what we asked for with our actions. It's what we asked for sometimes with our prayers. But little do we know that sometimes a plague comes with it, right? That ultimately, if you idolize certain things, they're going to be all you have left. And God's going to take that too. And you're going to have nothing, right? It, it's just, it sounds, I know I'm, I'm a little disjointed here this morning, but the, that verse right there got me because I was like, man, he, he just gave them what they wanted. And really, when you when you think about it, those who reject God, those who reject Jesus as the way to God, God is giving them this offer of salvation, of forgiveness, of eternal life. All he's saying is, you know, have faith, believe, repent, right? You don't have to earn your way in. You just have to repent and believe. And if someone rejects Christ... God's not really punishing them 
I don't see it as that. I see it as God giving them what they actually wanted, which was to be separated from him. I don't want to be, there, there it is. There's the road to God. It's, it's the only one way truth and life in Jesus. And if you say no to that, then, then hell is just giving you what we, what you really wanted in the first place. But then there's a plague that goes along with it. And, and that, and there's more suffering that goes along with that. It's more, more hurt that goes along with that, but it's what you want. So I'm not saying that to cauterize your hearts against people that are rejecting Christ. I'm saying that we need to understand that God, <laughs> even through all of this, that even people that he gives consequences to, even people that reject him, even people that will end up suffering for all eternity, God loves them too. And God is going to get worship from even those terrible situations because he's given them what they want. God's a generous God like that. So anyway, that was a little rabbit trail for your Saturday. Um, <laughs> thought I'd just chase that rabbit for you. I hope you join us on Sundays at Freedom Family Church, Siler City, 421 North Holly Avenue, right here in beautiful Siler City. Back with more of Summer in the Psalms next week. And uh, thanks for participating. Thanks for listening. If you have any suggestions, comments, concerns, once again, amenben.com. We'll see you soon.